Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Telegraph. The Telegraph. Podcasts. One city, half a million people and a huge amount to gain. Liverpool becomes England's first city to be offered mass COVID testing. This is coronavirus, the latest from The Telegraph. I'm Theodora Leloudis. Test, test, test. The advice of the World Health Organization on the 16th of March. Advice that has held firm over the past seven and a half months. And while the UK has upped its NHS testing capacity to half a million tests a day, only around 300,000 of those are actually being processed. Now that's likely to do with take-up and some persistent logistical issues. But it's also because not everyone's eligible. But from Friday, that won't apply in Liverpool. The entire city will be given the option of weekly coronavirus testing, whether or not residents have symptoms. Liverpool's been in a Tier 3 lockdown since the tier system was introduced in late September. The Prime Minister's pinning rather a lot on the idea. On Monday, he said mass testing and hopes of a vaccine could mean normality in the not-too-distant future. I believe that these technical developments taken together will enable us to defeat the virus by the spring as humanity has defeated every other infectious disease. And I'm not alone in this optimism. But I cannot pretend that the way ahead is easy or without painful choices for us all. Laura Donnelly is The Telegraph's health editor. That means her job's been consumed by talk of vaccines and of mass testing since March. We spoke about the Liverpool announcement for today's podcast and I started by asking her just how significant the announcement really is. It's very significant. It's a really interesting step. This isn't something that's been widely tried elsewhere. It has been tried in some countries. Slovakia recently rolled it out for the whole of the country. But it is pretty significant. And I think there's a lot of unknowns involved in terms of what the take-up will be, how people respond to it. And I think one of the things the government's really concerned about is whether people will actually self-isolate when they're told to. And and that's one of the big problems at the moment. Mm. It it is, of course, now law that you do have to self-isolate in England if you test positive or if you're told to by the NHS test and trace system. Uh, I should say that that's not the same as the NHS COVID app. If you're told to isolate by the app, that is advisory, but it's technically not compulsory. And um, one of the ways in which the government is trying to get people uh, to self-isolate, to increase compliance if they're told to self-isolate through the test and trace system is by offering a £500 grant if you're on low income and you can't get sick pay and you have to self-isolate. Does that £500 grant apply for this mass testing system too in Liverpool? 
they've said people would get the £500. So, uh, so in Liverpool, the scheme's supposed to start on Friday, which is very soon. So there's a bit of a scramble to, to get it started. And if it succeeds, it's, it's quite a, a relatively brief pilot. If it succeeds, they're looking at then rolling it out to other cities across the country. So it's quite a big test case because Boris Johnson hopes this is the this is a big part of the exit strategy to kind of release people to some sort of normality. So I think people will be watching really closely to see if it does work in Liverpool. Yeah, is this a flash forward to what life could look like for all of us? Yeah, I mean, that's one of the scenarios we're looking at is whether testing could become a sort of really regular sort of part of life, something that you do uh, before work, something that's on a sort of weekly basis. And, and I mean, the, 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 the good thing about it, the clever thing about it would be we know COVID eight out of 10 people who are carrying COVID are asymptomatic. So the idea about is about stopping or limiting the sort of silent spreading. Um, but the difficulty is um, it's only a snapshot at any point in time. So what you don't want is people thinking they've got carte blanche to, to behave in ways that they wouldn't otherwise. And, you know, the same, the, the normal rules should still apply, social distancing and so forth. So there is a risk that people think they've got a green light when actually all it is is a picture of your status at that point in time. Is there a possibility that we could have a real problem with false positives when you're carrying out mass testing? Obviously, on a, if you're testing on a small scale, the odd false positive is much less of an issue than if you're testing hundreds of thousands, millions of people. Yeah, there's worries about that. And, and actually, very some very different statistical analysis from different people about what the scale would be of it. Some estimates today suggesting about one in a thousand, which is not too bad, but, but, but other, other scientists saying it could be way more than that. Does it bode badly for this pilot that we have a capacity of 500,000 tests a day, but only actually around 300,000 are being processed? I think one thing that a number of scientists have said is that when it comes to testing, we need to be more strategic about it. The idea of mass testing is that it works in quite a different way and and that that you're catching these 8 in 10 cases that you wouldn't otherwise um, sort of know about. So if we get mass testing, it has to take the capacity way, way beyond where it is at at the moment, but it's sort of serving a different function. Whereas at the moment, test and trace is trying to kind of catch catch cases but it's it's getting it's not fulfilling its function at the moment it's not keeping up with the with the virus but i think that the mass testing they're talking about is a kind of different game altogether well there's a reason why there are three steps to this test track and trace system and you can't have one without the other really can you absolutely Now, we ought to talk a bit about the technology as well, because one of the other ways in which this trial in Liverpool is a bit of an experiment is in the types of tests that they're using. Uh, Some of the tests that they're using are said to be better at detecting whether you're currently infectious rather than just having remnants of the virus up your nose. Tell us about these new types of testing and tell us why they're important. Well, I think what what they're getting at largely is is the fact that... um, it can pick up the asymptomatic people, not people who've just had the virus. It's trying to get a sort of live picture of people who are carrying it at the time. They're trying a different, a number of different types of tests which have different levels of effectiveness. So one of the, the big hopes is that there's a type of test which doesn't need to be sent back to the lab and that makes it much, much cheaper and much more of an option for mass testing. Um, but one of the, the reasons for rolling it out, for piloting it, is they don't know whether the accuracy level is good enough. So it's, it's a question of trying to work out whether these cheaper cheaper ways will actually you know, do, do the job that they're intended to do. And when Boris Johnson was announcing this mass testing and this intention to use new technologies to see a way out of this virus, he put a timeline on it. He said that he thinks that this could help defeat the virus by spring. Do we know why he's saying that? I mean, we have heard this before. We've heard that we'd have normality by November. It is November. Can we defeat this virus by spring? How optimistic are you feeling? 
Um, I mean, there's some massive unknowns here. So I think when the Prime Minister was talking, he's looking at two things. Uh, one is the vaccine and the other is, is testing. I think that those are the sort of two biggest things. The vaccine, I mean, it, there's a lot of promise with the vaccine, but there's some... There's some big concerns. We know there's differing th- uh, differing research on immunity. We know that uh, in terms of antibodies, people aren't holding on to antibodies long after they've had the virus, but T-cell immunity seems to be lasting longer. So there's just an awful lot that we don't know. Scientists are you know, absolutely throwing everything they've got, got at this. There's certainly a determination there. Whether I'll be so optimistic, I, there's so many, I think there's been so many promises made and so much optimism. I probably wouldn't, wouldn't, be, wouldn't be as optimistic, but they're certainly chucking everything at it. The rest of the coronavirus latest news. The R rate in England has fallen to one, according to data from King's College London. The King's Zoe mobile phone app's been asking members of the public to track symptoms and test results since the first wave. And the man behind the app, Professor Tim Spector, says new data shows a plateauing and even a slight fall in new cases in England, Scotland and Wales, and an R rate of one, meaning cases may no longer be increasing. One Parisian is infected with COVID-19 every 30 seconds, according to the French health minister. Olivier Véran told RTL Radio that one Parisian's also admitted to hospital with the disease every 15 minutes. He rejected the Paris mayor Anne Hidalgo's push to open up non-essential shops. The country remains under a strict lockdown, with people in France only allowed to leave their homes for essential shopping, medical reasons and an hour's exercise a day. If either of those stories have piqued your interest, I'll put links to the full articles, as always, in the show notes to this episode. And while you're there, and since listeners in England are likely to have a little more time on their hands from Thursday, I'll also put links to a couple of other pieces that I think you'll enjoy. Uh, The first is some really astute analysis from our international business editor, Ambrose Evans Pritchard, on why Boris Johnson has his full support, even though he thinks he's wrong to impose a lockdown. In it, he tells us why he doesn't believe life and commerce would somehow return to normal anyway if the lockdown were abandoned and if the virus were allowed to run its course. Uh, I'll put the link to that in the show notes. And ahead of a second national lockdown, it seems like a good time to tell you that we are rebooting our You Are Not Alone page on the Telegraph website. It's a place for stories of support, community spirit, optimism, and it's perfect if you are feeling a little bit alone. I hope it helps, and you'll find the link to that also in the show notes. If you're not already a Telegraph subscriber, you'll want to head first to telegraph.co.uk slash audio, where you can access our listener offer and get your first month's subscription completely free. Finally, if you have a question about the virus or a topic you think I should be covering, email me at coronaviruspodcast at telegraph.co.uk or you can find me on Twitter at T underscore Leludis. This is Coronavirus, the latest from The Telegraph. I'm Theodora Leludis. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 